listening to Texas Public Radio this week, I heard an interesting tidbit on movies that were made in the past but depicted in 2022 in what at the time seemed to be a distant and science fiction type future. There were many, but the, one of the most notable was a 1973 dystopian sci-fi movie called Soylent Green. Anybody remember that one? Some of you? It was, look it up. If you, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't know that one, look it up. It was the first film to depict the dangers of climate change, and it spoke eerily and prophetically to many issues that we deal with as a culture. Hopefully, we do not have to have a lunch of Soylent Green anytime soon, but 2022 seemed so far out there, just a little bit, little bit ago, so new, so strange, and yet, here we are. The future, it turns out, is now. At the beginning of the year, uh, there's a lot of talk about new beginnings, right? We make resolutions and indulge a lot of magical thinking around our own total transformations. But by about mid-February or earlier, we typically realize that we are in fact the same person and the resetting of the calendar did not change us that much. The future is now in the living. There is really no such thing as a completely new beginning. There is only a continuation, the next steps of a journey, a new chapter, as it were. Wishes we were for a fresh start and have everything that was behind us erased, we always find ourselves in some way, shape, or form carting in the baggage and brokenness of our past. This is not to depress us and make us hopeless. It is actually extremely hopeful and helpful to tell the truth about this. Because I think that so often our sort of, the way that our culture looks at, at new starts and wanting to, to turn over a new leaf is all about trying to erase the past. But Jesus does not lead us in that way. Today, our scriptures on the baptism of our Lord give us a window into the future as now and the living that we are called to do in Christ, one step at a time where things that were once the things that brought us down, things that were once the things that, that brought us incredible pain, are transformed into something that can communicate God's grace. John the Baptist, in our scriptures this morning, spoke to who the Messiah would be. Jesus took the next faithful steps in his earthly ministry through his baptism. And I love how he was like, Everybody else got baptized, and then finally Jesus was like, okay, I'll do it. The apostles went to Samaria to gift the Holy Spirit to people who had once been their mortal enemies, and the ancient Israelites were reminded of all the times that they had been knocked down, but that those low moments were not the last word on God's faithfulness. Our God is a God of resurrection. We don't make the past disappear but God transforms it into something new, into something powerful, brokenness made into strength. Not even death can escape new life in Christ. That's better news than a clean slate, quite honestly. Show me someone who has no recollection of their misdeeds, and, and I will show you someone who's either a narcissist or an amnesia patient. 
None of us leaves the past entirely behind. Jesus didn't either. He came into the resurrection with the scars from his death, his hands, his feet, his side. He flexed with them. Look at me, same dude. Died and rose again. Hearing that God has forgiven us is amazing good news. Knowing that we do not have to hide from or repeat the patterns of our past without abandoning ourselves is liberation. So in this new year, I invite you to simply make the next faithful step in your baptismal journey. I'm not interested in trying to pretend things didn't happen. I don't, I don't expect y'all to be a new you. I look forward to as you, the incredible person that God made you to be, evolves, and the pains and mistakes of your past become integrated into your health, like a beautiful mosaic. And, and they're transformed into ways of reaching and serving others. You with your scars, you with your strength, you with your newfound knowledge of God's faithfulness. Jesus, the ultimate wounded healer, played in the water to remind us that we belong and that nothing can get in our way either. This might sound kind of cryptic, this using your wounds as strength, but I have seen so many examples of how people can do this in life. So I'm going to give you a few examples of how people have transformed their pasts into something that can be avenues of God's grace. People using their experiences of addiction to reach out to others who are in the hell of a nonstop revolving door of using. Folk taking the hard times that they have had in their marriage, family, or friend relationship and helping those who are going through a similar patch, showing them that they're not alone. People not shying away from their mental illness, but instead normalizing it and giving hope to others who have the same chronic health conditions. That's all mental illnesses, y'all. I have asthma. Some people have depression. Chronic illness. Those who take the pain of trauma that they've experienced to have the courage to work through to healing so that they can live in empathy, truth, and justice. And there are so many more. As many as there are children of God, ways that our past and brokenness can be transformed into beautiful avenues of grace. God redeems it for us to use it for God's love. None of our strengths will ever speak to the beauty of the good news as much as our brokenness does. Our culture does not like this. With our social media and our, our wonderful um, photo, you know, they have the filters on all the photos that you can do now. It's pretty incredible. Like, you see somebody and you're, if you've seen them on social media, you might not even recognize them. We love to show just the moments of perfection. We like to, to in, in, engage in this pageantry of vanity, of pretending like everything is great all the time, but every last one of us is a mess. We take turns being the biggest mess, thank God, but none of us has it completely together. This journey in which the future is now, this baptismal journey is one of brokenness and healing, of forgiveness and reconciliation, of awkward moments and hard-earned community, of diversity and grace, not one where we ever, ever truly arrive, but one in which we are constantly arriving here now, in God's beautiful presence. Today, in that presence, we baptize baby Maggie, Margaret Joy, 
who played Jesus in our Christmas pageant this year. And today, on the baptism of our Lord, we baptize her, our own little baby Jesus, with a bow on her head. I guess when your mother is a professor of New Testament, you get to enjoy the benefits of a rock-solid baptismal birthday buddy, the Prince of Peace, you know, no big deal, just the Messiah, that's her birthday buddy, her, her baptismal birthday buddy. And today we baptize her into true hope and true redemption, not some counterfeit aftermarket baloney that will require her to keep paying the premiums and re-upping her membership to belong. We declare with the water at this baptismal font that has baptized over a thousand San Antonio Lutherans that the future is now, that we live into the promises of God that are as good today as they were two millennia ago when a guy with questionable hygiene baptized the Savior of the world and heaven came down to greet them. We baptize this child of God knowing that she is a mystery to us as we are mysteries and that she will have good days and bad days, that she will hurt people and help them, that she will have gifts that only she can give and weaknesses that will force her to reach out to others for help. We baptize her with boldness before she can even say Jesus, let alone declare her fealty, because what matters most is not her ability to get it right, but God's grace. Before we know it, this little one will be running around, getting into things, and just a little bit after that, she'll sulk around and roll her eyes. And then she'll be out on her own adventures. It'll go in a blink of an eye. And the promises we affirm in her today are as much for any of those days as they are for today. Baptism is both the continuation of God's grace and a prophetic act of affirming that grace over and over and over again for today, for an unknown future, for all time and all people. As she is baptized today, church, I encourage you, remember your own baptism. Feel it in your bones, her belongings, yours, the ways that God has and will take the broken pieces of you and use them to highlight healing and love, the incredible good news. The future is now. Amen.